0: The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guy's Guy Radio.
1: Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show and this week is no exception because I've got a great show for you. We've got two fantastic guests. They work together. It's Lee Carroll and Monica Moranyi. And Lee has been channeling the angelic energy of Cryon since 1989. Monica has been the archivist for all of Cryon's work with Lee and does an amazing job with that because there's so much to keep organized. There's so much to keep track of and there's so much content that just keeps pouring out of Cryon through Lee almost on a daily basis and it's just amazing stuff so I had heard the name Cryon because I've interviewed other channels over my time here at Guys Guys Radio and I always wanted to interview Lee and talk about Cryon and I hadn't had a chance to do that and really hadn't hadn't investigated and explored and researched Cryon that deeply but I always had heard about the name And I read little snippets here and there, but I took some time getting ready for my interview and I was blown away by all of the content and how timely and up-to-date and insightful and full of love all of Cryon's teachings are and insights are and channelings are. So I think we're really going to learn a lot today. And this will be only scratching the surface because there's just so much. There's 14 books of Cryon's channeling. Lee's also got three on Indigo Children. And there's just there's daily <laughs> downloads that Lee's getting, and there's so much. If you look on YouTube or just online, you do some googling. There's so much information you can get. Just about everything that Cryon has imparted through Lee in an audio version online. So something to look for because there's a lot of information, a lot of very helpful stuff that you can glean there. So. Lee Carroll and Monica moore are my special guests on Guys Guys Radio today. We'll get to them momentarily. Let's quickly just touch on what's going on. I noticed this. I'm an East Coast guy, and I've noticed uh, the differences here uh, living in the West Coast now in Southern California versus living in Manhattan and New Jersey. It's just there's some things that are better about both sides of the country. But one thing that's different is, and I didn't realize this until I got out here, is driving, whereas... If you were on, let's say, the Garden State Parkway or the turnpike, the New Jersey turnpike, and you're in the right lane, you pretty much stay in the right lane. That's where the slower drivers are. And you're not going to get any, rarely would you get, you're not going to get cut off from the right. And rarely would you get cut off from the left because you're in the slower lane. Now, if you're in the left lane and you're going really slow, people are going to push you a little bit and try to get you out of the way. But that's about it. Out here, the highway systems work differently. So if you get on the five or the eight or the 805, whatever, you can get on, on the from the from the right side and you can't just stay in the right lane and go slow because you're gonna have to start shifting over to the middle lanes because what happens is the right lane, it, it'll end, it'll become exit only. Well, you'll have other cars entering the highway through the right side very frequently, a lot of exits. And so it's there's a lot of shifting and there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of cars that will cut you off some on purpose, some not on purpose, from the right. So you've got to be really aware. And I actually find driving out here on the highways can be stressful. When you're driving in the regular, you know, suburban streets and stuff, it's not as bad because people are pretty cool. When you pull up, pull up to the four-way stop, it pretty much goes, whatever car got there first goes next. And then it's if not, if it's a tie, you look to the right, and it's the car and the right goes. And people are very cool about that here. I'm very impressed. And I've made the mistake of, like, going too soon a couple of times and people like beep at you and think you're a total, total jerk. And I I get it. Um, So people are pretty mindful about that. And on the highways though, it's, it's the wild west. You have cars that are zipping along going like 90s in 65 zones or 55 zones. And you know, you can be rolling around at like 70 and you're not necessarily keeping up with traffic. And if you go over again, you go over to the right, you have all these cars pulling onto the highway. So you have to be very on it and it can be very stressful. And there's a lot of crazy behavior, too, on the highway and off the highway. I was on some streets the other day. I was with my wife and son. We were checking out a bowling alley up where University San Diego uh, State in the, in the city is. And a car cut me off from the right just to kind of get to the red light ahead of us. And that happens a lot. But this particular car, what happened was when the light turned green and went, there was a uh, one of those big kind of like Dodge Ram type vehicles on the left and then there was another car in front of me and this car tried to go in between the two because there was a merge coming up. And he actually scraped the side, side swiped, which I have not seen the car to his right. I'm like, Oh my God. And then he just took off, went off and the car pulled over. And this guy, he actually, he pulled to the right for a moment and then he just took off and I should have gotten his license. I didn't. So, Shame on me, but it happened so quickly. But this type of behavior seems to be more and more prevalent across the board because I think people are so stressed now by everything that's going on that they just do crazy stuff and they don't think anything of it. They just keep going. So what I would ask everybody is take a deep breath, be mindful, don't react to all the crazy behavior around. Things are gonna be okay, but don't get into this triggered mentality where you just, it's like this fight or flight type of syndrome where everybody's going crazy all the time so just be cool take a breath and don't overreact so guys guys radio our special guests are lee carroll and monica morani we're going to start right now it's guys guy radio Okay, Guys, Guys Radio, my special section of the show where I bring on my very special guests. And today I've got two wonderful guests, and you might be familiar with them. I've got Lee Carroll and Monica Mariani. They're a team that share the messages and teachings of Kryon. Lee's relationship with Kryon began in 1989 when he experienced a profound loving energy that awakened him to the understanding that God was Bigger than anything he was ever told, and Lee has produced 14 cryon books. He's the co author of three books on indigo children, and these indigo books introduced the world to the term indigo children in 2000, spawning many follow up books by various authors, a movie documentary, lots of interest worldwide. Lee is the original channel for cryon, has been recognized by the Delphi Metaphysical University. With an honorary doctorate of science, transpersonal psychology, and metaphysics, and is considered one of the 100 most spiritually influential living people, Monica Mirani began her journey with Lee in 2012. She launched her first book, The Gaia Effect, and went on to publish three more books from the vast collection of cryon channels. She's masterfully helped tie together the complex subject of who we are and why we are here and she's posed dozens of questions to Cryon that provide us with greater understandings and realizations about our esoteric truths. Their partnership in the Cryon work has resulted in producing three illustrated oracle card decks, two Cryon phone apps, and a weekly online gathering of old souls who participate in the Healing Wednesday program. We'll get into the websites and all that stuff afterwards. But let's start right now, uh, right here on Guys Guys Radio and TV. With Lee Carroll and Monica Mariani, welcome to the show.
2: Yay! Yay. Thank you so much! It's so wonderful to be here, and what a wonderful introduction. I know, and thanks, Robert. We
0: have to tell your your listeners and your viewers um, that we are so used to interviewing people, it's just odd. Occasionally, we get to be on other people's show. So we are, you know, we're normally used to throwing questions out instead instead of answering them, but uh, thank you. And I know that a lot of people are going to wonder, what the heck is channeling. And, and what is who it, what the heck and is Cryon? What, what, what have you
1: done having these people on your show? What's going well, on? Here? Well, let's start right at the beginning then. I mean, Lee, you've been channeling Cryon since 1989. Tell us, tell our listeners who are not familiar with you or Cryon, who is Cryon? Is it an entity, a collective, an aspect of source, and how did Cryon first show up in your life?
0: I would say that the the short the short version and, the, and there generally isn't one, but I was um I'm an engineer. I still am an engineer. People, people have a funny idea about those who are spiritual and have become something from something else. Um, there was no conversion, uh, as you said. God just got bigger for me. If you want to even call it God, the creative source, and I learned so much in that. Um, I would say those couple of years when this started happening to me. It's another story, but channeling is simply a, a stream of intuition. And the best people and the best channelers are artists, musicians, composers, um, painters of all kinds, photographers. When you start channeling something, especially oh, music, and composition, if you are into that, you know what I'm talking about. It just comes, and suddenly you got to song or suddenly you do this or do that. It's very similar to that. It's not necessarily spooky. I don't sit and my, my head doesn't spin around and pea soup come out and all of those things. It's a flow of intuition. In my case, it's a flow from the others, what they call the other side of the veil. I get wonderful Loving, compassionate, kind, spiritual information about a very loving God. And it's not filled with rules. It's not doom and gloom. It doesn't have a doctrine. We're not a cult. And this has been very successful for us, meaning that the listenership realize it's a safe place to be. It's just filled with good, good advice. And just lately, we realize why it happened at all. It comes from not an entity, and you pegged it. It's kind of um, a group energy, you might say that, because when you get out of the three dimension we're in or think we're in, and you start looking at multidimensional things, there are no three dimensional rules. So you ask, who is it? Well, <laughs> in a multidimensional space, there is no place Everything is everywhere. Uh, one is many. Many is one. It's one of these things that even physicists struggle with, uh, and so you can't really say who or what. It just feels like — let's call it an angelic feel. So an angel can be everywhere at the same time, just like we were taught from kids God can be. And so that's how it feels to me. And the information is always uh, loving, is always compassionate and kind, never accusatory. Um, but it's it's still until you can experience it. And there's there's easy ways to do that. And we can give you some sources if you want to. But basically, that is what it
1: is. Now, what was the the first time that Cryon contacted you? How old were you? What was happening? What did you think? What did you feel? How did you process that? That's good for a whole program. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, question. Answered literally 45, I think. It might have been uh, a little later. It's at a point in my life when I had a career, I was happy with it. I was successful. There was no issues. I, didn't, I wasn't in trouble. So many times, you know, spiritual things happen to you when you're in trouble or you have big ah ahas or changes of life because you had to make some change in in what you do. It wasn't the case at all. I was married to a woman. Jan Tober is her name. She's no longer my wife, but she's a wonderful partner. And uh, Monica, uh, we, we see her almost every week. And she was exceptionally Metaphysical. I I would say to you back then, I would have said she's exceptionally spooky, because that's what it looked like to me. Metaphysics didn't look normal to me back there as an engineer working an engineer job. In in my particular engineering, it was electronics, it was audio, it was sound, all of these things. So I had a studio, uh, engineering, um, uh, many commercials and movie scores and all these things. So I had no. Um, per, I, I had actually no interest in anything that she had interested in, and I had an agreement with her, and that was uh, uh, stay away from the woo-woo. We, we can be married, and we can be happy, just stay away from the woo-woo. It didn't work out. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened is she took me to a channeler, and then that was an interesting uh, situation. Three years later, she took me to another channeler. That's as, that's as close as I wanted to get. Every three years, she could take me to a spooky guy and both of them say the said the identical phrase and i found this out later listening to the tapes and the phrase was there's a magnetic master which i didn't understand what that is named cryon trying to get a hold of you now cryon is not a very angelic name it i mean it's closer to the name of uh, rust preventative spray paint which is Cry long. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I was not, you know, I was amused. Oh, really, you know, is, is, uh, is Captain Zoom in there too? Or maybe Mother Mary, they want to talk to me? It was, not, it was not something I even believed in. However, suddenly I had a puzzle, a logic puzzle. Two men who didn't know each other, uh, 40 years difference in age, uh, in two different places, said the same identical phrase. Now, how do you justify that? And the answer is you, you really can't. There is no logic puzzle or slide rule or anything else that's gonna, gonna lead you to the answer of how. How does that happen? So I'm one of these guys that likes the um, I's dotted and the T's crossed. And so what I did was to sit down in a chair, and I did this when, when Jan Tober, my, my wife at the time, was not looking, because I didn't want to give her any hope that maybe I was getting strange. And I in the chair, I actually said to the chair, <laughs> Looking back to it, I said, if you're there, show me, I'll give you one chance. Sat down in the chair and immediately something happened. I didn't get voices. I didn't get converted. I didn't get suddenly spiritual. I wept. I felt so much love and compassion come through my body that it shocked and surprised me. It's not like I hadn't felt love before, but not this, not like this. And it was so shocking to me that it was such a a cause and effect and I had just challenged the chair, that I popped out and actually was angry that that it was real. I <laughs> mean, you know, go figure. But I continued doing it, and that led to messages starting to come in very softly, very gradually, and in a way that was not was hard for me. Today, I just sit and, and channel when it's appropriate. And back then, it was... Um, it was a kind of a stream of consciousness and you've had I know you've had some other channelers on the show yes but you have um, it was it started to repeat itself I had to remember it and give it back in other words the communication was not smooth and it wasn't uh, a, a flow it is now but that took three years maybe four and then there were levels that happened over the 33 years I've been channeling where it, it got more comfortable where the subject matter shifted and changed a little where it got a little more pointed And then the reason for the whole thing is something we can discuss if you want to, which is what we're going through right now, and it's called the shift. So that in a nutshell, and believe me, that's the short version, (laughs) is what happened back then. I left my job maybe five years after that happened and because it just things just started happening. That's when I started understanding and learning also about synchronicity, uh, the law of attraction, the kinds of things that you probably have heard about, where we actually believe that we can, uh, in some, some ways, by expectations and affirmations and how we think, actually create a path in front of us, which is benevolent and synchronicity uh, happens for us. And we know that's true, because the people who do the opposite bring Mm-hmm. sorrow and grief uh, to them and negative things. So uh, you just watch it. Those who expect disease will probably get it. Uh, those who complain a lot will probably attract complainers. And so you just find your group. And quite often, um, you'll start to see how this works. And we have seen this
1: over and over. It's just part of our teaching. Do you kind of have appointment with cryon, Or could you be, you know, going through Trader Joe's and it's like, okay, incoming, how does it work? Because, you know, when you talked about musicians, I was reading uh, Keith Richards autobiography and he says, uh, when I get something, it's like incoming and he'll run to the studio and put a track down and then put it aside and then maybe come back to it later. How does Cryon kind of get your attention or do you get his attention? It's the same way, it's exactly the same way.
0: Keith was absolutely correct. Remember, my life before Cryon was working with musicians. I got to see channeling, over and over. In composition, in lyrics, uh, I used to score films and the um, as as an engineer, not as a composer, and watched some of the best composers come from Los Angeles. And if you missed a cue, meaning that they you're you're writing music for for a big. Um, um, production and they'll they'll give you these little 10 and 15 second things to write music to and every once in a while they'd skip one and I watched this guy write a cue for music for the whole orchestra and a very sensitive scene without you know with 15 seconds notice and it would come in the door with FedEx and they'd play it and he'd start scribbling. And then the orchestra would then do it and the copyist would be there and I and it was like, how did you do that? Because it would just flowed out of him. And I and I far I saw it there first the answer to that question is it comes when it comes now there used to be appointments to give it and that meaning that people would show up um, this was before YouTube and everything else long before that and we would do it and have up to the, a few years ago we would travel all the time every week a new audience a new city all these things and we would track these people and we'd sit down and it would be part of the event however that it's not when we. I would normally get the information. I would get it perhaps before that, in the middle of the night. You're right. It, there's no true, you can't say, I want it now. What happens now to me, however, is crying is with me 24-7. So it's it's always available. Whether or not I put it out at that time is, is another story. I can, I can tell you about that more. There's appropriate and inappropriate times to channel. However, Keith was right. Uh, and I and I I love it that you pulled it back to musician, because that's where I first saw
1: it and saw the process in the creatives. Guys, guys, radio. My special guest Channel Lee Carroll and Monica Morjani. Now, there's so much information. There's so much content. I mean, I'm listening and watching and reading, and the good news is there's so much that's available to everybody, because as I was listening to Cryon just yesterday, he wants the information to be available and accessible to everyone. So if you dig around, you can get every single bit of channeling that's been done. So Monica, my question to you is you came and connected with Lee back in 2012, and you are the archivist for all of Cryon's work. Tell us how that occurred and the challenges you must go through and so much content to how do you decide how to uh, kind of sort it all out and how to present it and how to be the archivist for it because it's amazing work that you do
2: well thank you so much and you really have to understand that we each come onto the planet with unique gifts and we have the ability to do some things really well and other things not so well some things you can learn as a learned skill but inherently for me, I think I have about, I'm a Sagittarian, but I have about one part of Virgo in me. And that's important for the question that you just asked. How do you go about looking at 30 years worth of information and compiling it into categories to make it available? So as a kid, I used to love getting my MMs, and ms and I would put them open the packet, and I would put all the green ones together in a pile, the blue ones together in a (laughs) pile, put them all into their color groups, and then I would start eating them, but then I'd start counting the numbers. Well, I have uh, six in this group and four in here, so now I'm going to eat two in that group and have them, you know, eat down in a a mathematical way, in color-coded way. So this is like, this is crazy. What kid does that? But it was just... My natural way of perceiving the world and interacting with it, where I would want to automatically create order from the chaos that I Mm -hmm. saw. Amazing. And so, 15 years, I actually worked as a ranger in the national parks in both Australia and I did a little time in New Zealand as well. And I loved this job, I loved being in nature and hiking. However, there was also this ability of me to organise things within that role as well. So, for example, we had all sorts of books and information scattered everywhere. And for me, it was important that new rangers coming on could access the information quickly. So I would go about organising books for the interpretation notes, organising the library. There was one place where I started where... They had done various types of tree planting over the years and the methods had changed, but no one had documented it. So I found it was very important to not only go back in history, find photos, document what types of tree planting were done, what method, what was the success rate, so that we had a continuity of what, what was the overall objective, but then also think of what's the future strategy here of what types of trees we should bring in and plant and what's the overall picture. So now you have a peek into how I'm naturally always (laughs) existing in my world. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's not that hard to then look at everything that Kryon has said, which is so vast. I mean, oh, my gosh. It goes from so much information in a love-based mode to high, high physics. Ones where sometimes, Lee and I, we don't even understand what Kryan's saying because it's really high level of physics information. So like anything, um, Robert, is you begin with what you're passionate with. And for me, my passion was the earth, Gaia, the planet, and the fact that we have this incredible partnership. She is alive in sentience. And yet, who learns that at school? We don't learn that. I didn't learn that as a ranger, that there is this partnership within our very DNA where we share this relationship with the planet. And so that's where I began first. And I looked to Cryon and all of the information Cryon had ever given about this relationship between humanity and the Earth and pulled that together to produce, as you already described, the first book, The Gaia Effect. And so, you know, it snowballs from there.
1: Let's let's continue on that because talk about synchronicity. My next question was going to be and will be about our connection with Gaia, and I'll, I'll, let, me, let me give you a little background. Through my meditations recently, I've been kind of been told to, like, you realise that, you know, the Earth is going to exist with or without you, and you have to, you know, the Earth... Humans are on earth and we have a connection with earth and earth is like our friend and our mother and something that's very, very important and not to be taken for granted. So I started meditating, adding in my meditation to ask Gaia to allow me to send my any type of virus, disease, tension, stress, whatever toxins for transmutation into Gaia. And I've been given kind of the okay on that. So I include that every day. So one of the things then I learned about cryon's teaching recently, as I was prepping for the show is that this relationship, as you described Monica, about our our relationship with earth and how we kind of have it backwards. Earth isn't there to really serve us. We're part of earth and we need to respect mother Gaia. And it's a great learning. And I think it's very important for people on this planet to start to get with that. Could you both elaborate on that please?
2: I would love to, and one of the first things that I want to bring up is that physically, from a physical standpoint, our body system, we are also electrical, and I love that we recently interviewed on our Healing Wednesday program a gentleman who has pioneered something called earthing. Now, he worked in the cable industry and realized that you need to do grounding When it comes to electricity, there's always a grounding pin. Then he had this aha moment where, for humans, we should be also grounding with the earth on a daily basis. And yet so many of us are insulated with the shoes that we wear, with the concrete we walk on, with the homes that we live in. And he began to do studies where just 30 minutes barefoot on the ground can rapidly transform your health. Now, he went on to develop a grounding blanket that you can use and many other devices, but the point is is that our bodies need the earth for grounding. One step more, I'll get Lee to talk about the magnetics because the role of magnetics is incredibly important, and then this comes into the magnetic master But I love that you talked about transmuting negative energies into the planet, because this is actually spot on. I also have been trained in some energy work. It's called the electromagnetic field balancing technique. And so we have within our energy anatomy, these infinity loops that come out of our feet, connecting into the center below which goes into the earth so there is a mechanism where we can send out into the earth all of those negative emotions and receive back it becomes transmuted in mother gaia and then it becomes available to you as new energy so I would encourage anyone tuning into this to adopt that practice Robert was talking about. And I would just add one more thing is if you can go and do that when you're actually feet in the dirt or feet in the sand, or even if it's just holding a plant in your hands or or having a flower in front of you and exchanging your oxygen and carbon with each other to have that and just... Just feel into how, to, whether that changes anything for you or not. But I want Lee now to chime in about how important the magnetic field is for life on the planet and how it demonstrates 100% with science that we are uh, partnership with the planet.
1: Let me add one question to that, Lee, when you, for your response. And that is one of the recent channelings that Cryon came through was about that. People, uh, is, if we are electrical and magnetic, that we we can live a lot longer than we give ourselves credit for, and we kind of create our own demise. So, if you could incorporate that in your mm-hmm. response, I'd appreciate it. Sure,
0: there are actually two two different subjects. I would I'd rather go to that one first, but but even before that one, okay. I would like to <laughs> uh, continue with what Monica said because the fellow who we interviewed was named Clint Ober. And one of the things that I'll never forget is that in that whole grounding thing that makes so much sense that I'd never really thought of, he was saying, look at the pets. They get, they get the human diseases. They're with you all the time. They get the cancers, whatever. In the wild, they don't. <laughs> and so that we're not, they're not catching it from us because it's not, um, you know, contagious. So many of our diseases and including arthritis, uh, many, but they're with us and they're ungrounded. And that was, I, oh, I went, yeah. I mean, somebody had to look at that. How come the ones in the wild don't and the ones with us do? And it's not necessarily what they eat, because that's the first thing people go to, even if you feed them good stuff. So there's a lot to be said for grounding. Now, this this other thing about living longer, our, our bodies are designed to regenerate. And, that, you know, you cut yourself and it heals up. It all is, and medic, you know, medicine and all that we're told—that changes over time. Some of the absolutes that we were given when we were kids have reversed themselves. So, medicine does its best for us, and I believe they do. Nobody's trying to trick us, um, except the commercials on TV after ten. No, they, they, <laughs> everybody wants you to buy everything they have, and um, but in general, uh, our our medical professionals are doing their best to help us, and yet the information they receive from research is only as good as they can give us. And there's new discoveries all the time. Now, what Krein said 30 years ago, every cell of the body can regenerate. That's brain cells. That's controversial. There are some other cells that we were told don't, and now, oops, we find that they do, but you don't find that they do them all the same. So sometimes we beat them up. We beat up the whole process by again, what we eat or what we don't eat and that then it traces right back to diet however in general the body is designed for at least 120 years now the evidence of this is in several places on the earth Um, good friend Greg Braden been to Tibet many times he talks about the lineage of the Tibetans even in rarefied oxygen atmosphere situations are living that long regularly living past 100 and healthy Uh, we see it in some of the the Indian gurus uh, way past 100 and healthy and you look at say well, what's the difference and I've just gave you a couple of those things but the basics is we are designed to live a long time we um, are usually slowly committing suicide by two things what we eat and what we think and consciousness now is being discovered as energy. How would you define consciousness right now if you were in front of a teacher and you had to write an essay? Define consciousness. It's tough. Uh, it's really tough. I mean, even if you if you go to what Plato said and all the other things, it's still a little mamsy-pamsy. You can't really get your hand around it. What is it? You know, it's something that floats around and uh, and you think it or don't think it. It's energy. We now have proven, that's a whole nother story, on this planet, scientifically, consciousness is energy. So it can be treated with formulas. And like any other parts of physics, there are measurements, and it affects other things. So that is the reasoning. That we are starting to see that now has legs I'll say when I started all this channeling of business and and crying talked about how we think is how we is what what's going to be in front of us how we think actually uh, creates a, a paved road or an unpaved road in front of us and that was just like the power of positive thinking it was just an idea now we know it's energy and so we're starting to figure out how to use it part of that is synchronicity being in the right place at the right time having the things come to you that should having the people in your lives come to you who should instead of having to go through relationships numbers of times until you get it right or jobs until you get it right or friends until you get it right and it seems like a turkey shoot to a lot of people and that's called luck i'll tell you luck is when you don't use the tool of consciousness luck just happens to you if you're not aware of how to make it better And that's what we teach in this health thing and the human body, and it's designed to survival. You can actually use that energy of consciousness to talk. Are you ready? Are you ready to turn this program off? (laughs) Now he's gone too far. Talk to your cells. I'm ready to turn it up. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to your cells. C-E-L-L-F. Yes, yes. Talk to them. Consciousness is powerful. And let me just give you something. This is uh, Lee Carroll. I'm a senior uh i can go back and tell you what it was you know seven years ago uh when i was smaller and in that time literally i we were trained that we all live up here this is a box called our head and we look down at our bodies and we just hope it works because it's luck we'll either catch diseases or not or or something will happen or it won't and so everything was just out of our hands now we're starting to understand that the energy of consciousness uh, can be can go right into our bodies. Our bodies are, melt, are meant to just work, but they can be enhanced by our energy. Can we love our bodies? Can we, and that sounds strange, but yes, I talk to my cells all the time. Kryon d- described it once. He says, it's like a system waiting for the boss. And if you never talk to it, it just does what it does and does its best in the environment that it was born in. And that's as good as it gets and then we die soon Mm -hmm. but if you are constantly working with it energetically uh it it'll last far far longer you know surgeons know this um they've watched some very seniors in their 90s keep themselves alive for like three years or more to watch their their grandkids graduate and then they pass right after it. I mean, how does that happen? How do you explain that? Uh, other people have had spontaneous remissions and, and have gotten rid of uh, a lot of kinds of diseases and, and actually control their own healing process when they start talking to their cells. The, the Indian gurus have said this forever, um, um, and you find this in the indigenous. They've talked about it in in their own language for a very long time, as well as telling us how the guy is their partner. What if there were some ancient secrets that were just now starting, there weren't secrets back then, but they seem to be to us (laughs) because the modern, (laughs) the modern society throws them away, because we've got all this modern stuff. So we're starting to discover that the indigenous had some great, great stuff. And also that we're discovering some very basic, basic things that we can control to some degree, our
1: body's health, the cellular structure, and how it proceeds in life. Fantastic. Guys, Guys Radio, my special guests are Lee Carroll and Monica Morjani. We're talking about Cryon. We're talking about the world we live in right now. And a big topic I'd like to cover that Cryon gets into is this shift. And he's mentioned that it's, a, it's amazing that we kind of got past 2012. And here we are now. And people talk about a a big shift. And a lot of folks are saying, well, some of us are going to go to the fifth dimension and others are kind of agreed to stay in the third dimension is going to be kind of a break off. And then in the meantime, the world that we live in right now, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of stress on the systems that had been put in place years ago. And people are freaking out. And uh, some people are and some people aren't. So Big question, Lee and Monica. What is going on? What does Cryon advise us to do about what is happening in the world today? What do we need to know?
2: Well, I think it's clear that the shift is here, we're in it. And so you can no longer say, when is the shift coming? Many as many are now saying, when's it going to be over? <laughs> that's that's now we've moved into that big question of When is this going to be over? Because what we are seeing is exactly what you described. And if you were to look at the 2012, when we were told that it's the end of the world and it's the end of the Mayan calendar, I want to just remind everyone that the Mayans had calendars out to the year 4000 and beyond. What 2012 represented was the end of a long count now the long count in the mayan calendar system it's a period of around 5000 years and it represents guess what a creation cycle so 2012 marks the end of a creation cycle and the beginning of a very brand new creation cycle but it's not just the beginning of a new creation cycle When Lee was down in Mexico at Sochicalco and looked at the glyphs that are on the walls there, the prophecies was that if humanity was to make it past 2012, we would begin to enter the period of highest consciousness that the planet has ever seen. However, it's not an automatic thing where someone just turns on the light. We have this highest consciousness, peace on earth, and let's go. We're in that process of evolution, of a consciousness evolution, and we're beginning to have things exposed that have always been there, and yet the reaction to it is so completely different. Are there things happening right now on the planet where you just shake your head and think, how, how can this happen? It's unconscionable. And many are throwing it back to the 1940s and 50s, and some are even expecting another World War III. And yet on is very, very clear, is that history will no longer repeat itself. We are on a new track. That calendar, that creation cycle, has created a new creation cycle on a completely new track so that we're going into a new future where those old energy items are falling away and yet they know it so they are flailing. Like a child when you say no and they kick and scream and want to have what they want, knowing that it can't happen, that is what this old energy that we're seeing is exhibited. So it's a a little like your teenage kid's room where (laughs) they've finally gone to a friend's house for a weekend and you're in there, okay, great, it's time to clean up. And you open the curtains because it's always dark because they're on the video. And you open the curtains, you put on the light and you look around and you are horrified at what you see. It's always been there. It's just been covered up. In the dark. So, when you put a spotlight onto things, it illuminates the things that need to be cleaned up. And so, this is a metaphor I'm using here. When you start to have higher consciousness level, it's an illumination of light, more light than what there ever was. And so, it exposes things that we are no longer happy with. The Me Too movement is an example of this. So there's going to continue to be this cycle of exposing what needs to be cleaned up. And it's no longer good enough to sweep it under the carpet. It's time to address it. And you can see that globally, there is more compassion and caring for each other than there ever was before. Did you want to add, Lee, to my?
0: Well, you've rant? done a great job. But basically, <laughs> I'm just to tell everybody, this is right on schedule um the indigenous said it was coming and it's not just some prophecy in the sky this is astronomy it's called the precession of the um of the precession of the equinoxes, the equinoxes yeah. which is um, a term that you would have to understand astro- astronomy and astrology to, to get it. But basically, it's it's around a 26,000-year wobble we have of the Earth, and the indigenous saw it in the sky. And it's become a marker, but not just to them. How many of you remember through the years that we were all told in scriptures, several scriptures, and some even channeling uh, 50 years ago, that we were headed for the end? In about 2000 or 2001 or two. And that came and went, and we had a couple of things, Y2K, we had the 9-11 experience, but we didn't have a world war. And what we have instead, I mean, the marker was there, and it was interpreted so many ways, whether it's going to be the end of the world or the beginning of another one. there, Everybody who's waiting for it to return to the way it was, it isn't going to, flat out, is not going to. Guys, get ready for new ways of working, if you haven't already picked that up um and this whole thing with COVID has what if i told you that that was a remarkably something like stopping a factory remarkably on time and it has changed the way we work it's changed the way we have um social interaction it may have changed the way we manage things it's changed our families where we can live where we don't live everything has been stirred up it's not coming back the whole idea of two years of zooming to each other and your colleagues and all has turned out to be the way management is going to be. Uh, so if you're thinking about going back to work, unless you're working in a factory, you may, you may already know that th- this is changing that. So, so, you know, this is hard for a culture. To have it all stirred up by these things and then come back thinking it's all going to be lovely the way it was, it's going to be more than lovely. You're going to get used to something that's going to be better, and that's the idea. I have to look at what's going on now, and I'm going to go back to what Monica said. <clears throat> was anybody shocked at the 1943 event that we just had in the last couple of months? That's what it looks like to everybody. Say What? What? And you're looking at just almost a return to the old energy of war. It looks like it, feels like it, awful. The horror is there, just like we saw it in our movies. And if almost the entire world has reacted in a way that said, no, no, this is not acceptable. No matter who is allied with whom, it's not acceptable. When Switzerland, neutral forever, says, no we're taking sides when even china who was poised on perhaps now is a time when we could attack taiwan and and, and you know and nobody's going to notice is holding back and going oh maybe we ought to be on this later this tells you something something is very very different it's not your grandfather's world anymore it's, it's not it's not the history that often repeats itself and we go to war and war and war this is what the what the prophecies of so many indigenous said could happen. Are we going to have a higher version of consciousness? So what does that really mean? It means we care more about each other. But more than that, practical, what does it mean? It means that worldwide, we all want the same thing. We don't want to be hungry. We don't want to be dying early. We want um, good education for our children. We want peace, and we want some form of happiness, which would be a peaceful world, not constantly at war with each other, especially not what's going on today. I've been to Russia eight times. I've been to the Ukraine twice. I've stood where the bombs are falling today. That society was just like yours. There were strip malls. There were people who love each other. And and right across the border is their relatives who've just attacked them. And I don't want to get into the politics of it. I just say, it's wrong. And everybody looks at it and goes, Something's weird here. And that is that old energy that Crime talked about, that Monica just remarked on, that looks like uh, it wants to stay here and it'll do anything to bring us back to what it was. Imagine uh, a reestablishment of the way it was in the 50s with the the Soviet bloc, with the countries there, with uh, (laughs) mutual uh, (laughs) destruction, all of these things. No. No. That's not what's going to happen, folks. So stand by for some surprises because they're coming. Crime says two steps forward, one step backwards. You're moving into a new normal, one that's better than you had before. And some inventions are coming as well. It's in the field. You can feel it. And and that's a whole other subject, um, Robert, that I can get into. But don't you find it odd that the inventions of the planet, the big ones, flight, uh, only happened... A little while ago Chinese have been flying kites for a thousand years you know we've been doing balloons and everything watching birds and yet it's only been a little while ago that we went oh maybe we could do it too and and that and then we only beat the French by two weeks. the Wright brothers beat the French by two weeks in other words, all happening on the world at the same time uh, discovery radio all in the world at the same time it's still debatable who who discovered it or who invented it so We are hitting another cusp where some inventions are coming, where we are going to be able to produce electricity easy without coal, without hydro, without anything. I won't give it away. We'll be able to um, have crops grow up to sevenfold what they are now without GMOs, without any downside. It's always been there, but we're now going to start getting it. And that serves a world at peace. It doesn't, it won't be weaponized. And that is the hope that we give. That's what Kryon has said. That's where we sit right now. But no wonder people are having trouble right now because you've got a war, you've got a different kind of work, uh, your culture is shifting. It's not what your father experienced. So what do we do? And the answer is, we all we all are saying, I want it back to normal, but it's really not going to go back to that kind of normal. It's going to get better. You just got to reinvent yourself a little bit.
1: Fantastic. My special guest. And I love this show so much. I hope we can do it again. Lee Carroll, Monica Moriani. Uh, the websites are cryonkryon.com, cryonmasters.com, Monica Moriani, M-U-R-A-N-Y-I.com. And you do a healing Wednesdays. Just uh, we're running out of time, but tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll wrap it up.
0: It's easy it's easy dot will get you right to it it's a show every single week very very affordable and one of the shows is free on youtube every single the first week of the month
1: okay sounds fantastic and it sounds like we just have to hang in there that good things are coming we have to be patient and we have to have faith and we have to believe in ourselves and respect the planet so thank you so much lee thank you so much monica i hope we can do it again It's
0: Guy's Guy Radio.
1: What an amazing conversation, and hopefully it's the first of many with Lee Carroll and Monica. The teachings of the angelic energy cryon are amazing. As I've mentioned, there's, there's just so much content there, and it's been going on. It's been channeling through Lee since 1989, and there's more and more. I'm checking daily now that I'm learning more about cryon. There's, there's almost daily channeling that's happening, and Lee puts it right out there all the time, and Monica does such an amazing job keeping all of this all this wonderful work available for us. And I think what we learned is that Cryon is uh, optimistic, is sending an optimistic, loving message about the future of humanity, and although things seem pretty crazy right now, things are gonna get better. I think that's the biggest takeaway, and also the fact that we can access... All of Cryon's work through Lee online, all the audio is out there, you can get it, and there's 14 books, and also three books on indigo children also, and again, I just got the tip of the iceberg today with Lee and Monica, so hopefully they'll be back on the show sometime soon. But Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio here in Southern California, FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast, my YouTube, and now Rumble are all available every Thursday following the Wednesday night launch of the show. So you can catch Guys Guys Radio or Guys Guys TV pretty much everywhere where you consume your YouTube, your podcast, your radio, etc., or downloads, listen live, stream, however you do it, we're here for you. I ask you one thing, one favor, if you enjoy the content, and the guests I bring you each and every week to the show, please subscribe. If you can subscribe to the YouTube, that would be great because it's new. You want to subscribe to the podcast because that's what you consume. That's cool. Also, greatly appreciated, and more and more to come. You can also catch me on my website, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, pretty much every area of our lives that we deal with each and every day, whether it's wellness, diet, fitness, love, work, relationships, sex, it's all there. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, which is the source material for everything guys guy it's called the guys guys guide to love so we're here every week for you on guys guys radio i've got a lot more wonderful guests lined up until then i want to thank all my guests i've had up till now we've done over 510 shows and i've interviewed probably 650 people i want to thank my wonderful producer chris who does such amazing work each and every week And I want to thank you, my listeners and supporters, because without you, this would not be any fun at all. And it's so great that I can offer a lot of new information for you. And then you can determine what you want to kind of weave into your lifestyle. So guys, guys, radio, we're here for you. I'm going to be back next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.